Hey, it's Bill Simmons from The Ringer, and this is a podcast called The Rewatchables. We have been doing it really since 2017. It started with how much we love the movie Heat. We decided to structure a whole podcast with categories, most rewatchable scene, who won the movie, Apex Mountain, what age the best. But here's the thing. If you want the full archive, you can hear them only on Spotify for free, by the way. So make sure to follow The Rewatchables on Spotify. This episode is presented by Walmart Plus. Walmart Plus is the membership that helps you save on things you expect, plus the things you don't, like free delivery from your store with no markups, gas savings, and even a free Paramount Plus subscription. Start your free 30-day trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required, $35 order minimum. See walmart.com slash plus for details. Nathan, we've got to start using Apple Cash. Uh, okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages where you and I text all the time. We do. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having, like I do when I bribe you to say nice things about my favorite Taylor Swift songs. You'll never forget a payment or have the money just sitting somewhere collecting dust. You do owe me money from the last time we saw those Taylor and Travis picks, so that is nice. (laughs) And once I've done that, you can use that cash right away. You can buy stuff at a store with Apple Pay. So I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff then? Nope. It's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Wait, did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to Every Single Album. I'm Nora Princiati and I am here for week three of the summer of Taylor with Nathan Hubbard. Nathan, how are you doing? Great. We're finally going to get Cruel Summer as a single a decade later. All right. That's what we're going to talk about this week because four years later, four years after the release of Lover, there is a very pressing question upon us. And that question is, can Cruel Summer finally get what it deserves and be the song of summer 2023. So this weekend, Taylor was in Pittsburgh for the Eras tour. In the bird. And on Friday, the, the first of the Pittsburgh shows, she gets up there and she starts explaining to the crowd that there's this crazy thing happening. And she says she's never experienced anything like it, but Cruel Summer was a song that she absolutely loved from Lover. And it was about to be a single when the pandemic hit. And it stopped it from being a single. But this summer, as it's been a fixture of the Eras tour, and as it's always been a fan favorite, it's been streamed so much by the fans that her label has decided to make it the fifth single off of Lover four years after it's been released. And they're going to really try to put some juice into this thing as we go into the summer summer months. It initially, in 2019, Cruel Summer got to number 29. And, you know, to let our listeners in on a little secret, it's June 19th as we're recording this. It's going to be released tomorrow as a radio single. So we'll see how it goes. But it is at a minimum exceptionally satisfying to us personally 
to see Taylor give Cruel Summer the treatment that it deserves and to see Cruel Summer get the treatment that it deserves. Nathan, do you feel do you feel vindicated as a longtime Cruel Summer enthusiast, stan, supporter? No, I feel angry. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I feel angry, Nora. It's manufactured. Me, me, me. I'll tell you why. Because these last few series of moves have been super fun. You know, biscuits thrown to the fan base. More Lana. I've never seen someone from within. Right? There's a lot of, I'm listening to the internet and coming back and making right. I appreciate that this is happening, but you cannot fool me. There is a song that was released as a single. And it is called, Nora, I'll let you do it. I don't know what you're talking about. Me, he, he. <laughs> Me, he, he. I'm the only one of me. How do you not know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it was released on April 26th, 2019, which if you'd made the right decision at the time, it would have been Cruel Summer and it would have been the song of the summer in 2019. And that would have made it the song of the entire pandemic because it would have just run for, it'd still be on the oh my charts. God. Literally, who hurt you? And by <laughs> the way, I know the answer. It is still on the charts because right now, Cruel Summer itself is sitting on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 47. So it's not going to take that much for it to goose and get up. It's just kind of a weird thing to do. And I'm very interested to see what radio does, Nora, because if she's able to release a song that came out four years ago to radio and make it go, like, what is radio? Like, what are they? What are they? Are they just like <laughs> super pawns? Like, do they work for her? Normally, I feel bad for you when you get aggregated, but I really hope some blogger is like, Nathan Hubbard in 2023, what's radio? <laughs> I mean, what is radio? I mean, what anyway. is radio anyway? Like radio can be, I mean, yes. seriously, like the success of this project, right? And we can talk about how much of this project is more of a, you know, label backed business orchestrated idea and how much of this is, is fan service it's or a fun. grassroots enterprise. We can talk about that in a second. However, the success of this project, whoever is, is the true motor of it, it's going to depend on on how successful it is on radio plus streaming yeah. and that is the way that it is already for other songs and that is the the that is how like Fleetwood Mac's dreams can have a massive chart surge because of a TikTok trend that's how like running up that hill can be on stranger things and all of a sudden be a massive song I don't yeah. know that Cruel Summer becoming a chart topper four years after the album is really the the first thing that should be making us sit here and go, what's radio? <laughs> well, but like, what's the point? I mean, it really, if you're radio, it sort of is, it's cute. I mean, listen, every mayor in but America. You're not, we're not radio. No one's radio. What's radio? But we're I, us. We're the people who for years have been like, why wasn't Cruel Summer a single? But why do we need some stupid record label to make it this? If we wanted to hear it this badly, why didn't we pick up the phone and call the radio station like back in the day and be like, play the shit, homie. 
and so it just there's a part of this that's like first of all you can't fool me somebody made the decision to go with me <laughs> instead of cruel summer in time for summer well, second okay. of all it okay. is yes, continue second of all i know that the summer solstice is just around the corner but fuck that it is summer and if we were really going to make this the song of the summer you know we should have put this <laughs> out Nathan hubbard colon fuck the summer solstice yeah <laughs> <laughs> We should have put this out before the gosh darn Dua Lipa Barbie song that I think you are going to tell me is already the song of the summer, but we'll see. The Dua Lipa Barbie song slaps. Watch me dance, dance the night away. Yeah. Cruel Summer, you know what? Cruel Summer slaps a little harder. Well, it certainly ain't going to be one of those songs from the idol. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just a freak, yeah. But uh, look, my thing about it is as long as we treat this as fun and just like, you know, people have overwhelmed multiple call centers and websites in service of this woman and like physical retail locations and stadiums and highways and everything, I guess do the same with radio here. But if really, you know, four years later, there's sort of a wrong being righted and we push cruel summer. I mean, the most interesting thing is like, is this really a song that's going to reach people who haven't heard it before? Or is this all just kind of a joke? When I say, what is radio? What I mean is like, are there, is there curation? Is there any, do, do they have any sort of independence on their own? Cause if they did, they wouldn't be like, okay, a single artist gets to tell me that I have to play this song right now. Of course, Taylor Swift is the music industry. Uh, if you'll pardon the meme. Damn straight. And so maybe maybe she does, but it's it's going to be a very interesting case study in fealty, right, to the superstar of the moment by the radio industry. Do they really want that? Because be clear, radio is going away. Like there are very, very few genres where radio matters at all anymore. Now it's about playlisting on Spotify, playlisting on Apple, et cetera, et cetera, right? Nobody cares well, and, about And correct radio. me if I'm wrong, like the success or failure, and, and I don't know that this is necessarily going to be a thing that's defined by, you know, what exactly are the numbers? Although we know that, that Taylor cares quite a bit about that stuff. Oh, yes. I do see this as mostly about like, this is a thing that the fans care about and, yeah. and that's happening. But- the numeric, you know, here is my trophy, here is my prize, here is the thing that I accomplished type success of this is going to come down more so to, to if this goose is how much people stream it. I and I mean, that's right. what she was saying in, in the show, right? Is like to all of you who've streamed Cruel Summer 500 million times and I was watching a TikTok and you can hear the person who's taking the video in the background go, me, I did that. And it's very funny. But you guys have, like, streamed Cruel Summer so much right now in 2023? Yes, I Like, those are the people that she's she's speaking to. But isn't to. that all I of think- this? It's not like this is some hidden gem. This is the song that she basically opens the tour with because everybody knows it's the shit. And it's probably a top three song in the entire catalog as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and, and the Eras tour... This summer, the Eras tour, a, a tour that is taking place in the summer of 2023, is giving it a platform in that way. And I, I, I take your broader point, which is that "Cruel Summer" is a massively well-known song, a song that is 
just an undeniable smash that people know and love and care about already. But also, it is still a four-year-old song. Right. You can spend, I certainly have, I'm sure I've gone a month, eh, maybe. I'm sure I've gone a couple weeks at some point in the last four years without hearing Cruel Summer. And I'm a weirdo. So I'm sure that there are a lot of people who know and love Cruel Summer who, because either all of the videos they're seeing of the Eras tour or they went to the Eras tour or this now is happening, they're going to go, oh, yeah, I love Cruel Summer. I've heard Cruel Summer. But I'm going to do the thing that I do where I put Cruel Summer on a playlist with the Dua Lipa Barbie song and I just listen to that for six hours. Like, that stuff will happen more because of this. Dua Lipa with the Barbie. Uh, Antihero <laughs> made it to one. It's me. Karma featuring Ice Spice made it to two. Where does Cruel Summer make it to if, if it gets this kind of support? I don't like you are the better person of the two of us to actually answer this question. Because I don't feel like I quite have my arms wrapped around what the relevant factors there are. I think it will get to number one. Like, I I just think that this song is, is undeniable. And I also think that when Taylor Swift tells people to do things, they do them. So, but it's not like she didn't tell them to play karma featuring ice spice and it only got to number two. But karma feature, first of all, karma featuring ice spice. I do think you have like a, a a ballot splitting facts, facts, facts. I think you split tickets there a little bit because even when Taylor says stream Karma Remix featuring Ice Spice, I think half of the people who listen to that are going to stream Karma Remix featuring Ice Spice and then half of the people who listen to that are going to stream Original Karma. Um, A separate but related conversation is like, it is interesting that the Midnight's, like, I think Antihero ate a lot of ate a lot of streams. I think Antihero sucked up a lot of, like, for one of the first times in her career, Taylor chose the exact right single. Yes. And she knew exactly what the song to represent this album It's the album anti-cruel was. summer. And... Or the anti-me. It, it sucked up a lot of the oxygen in the room. I have been surprised by the mass reception of Midnight's and and by the streaming numbers and by the numbers in general, really, really indicating that like Antihero became a rocket ship. And I think maybe it took a little bit away from other things or like there just wasn't that song. Like again, to me, it should be Karma. And I do think Mm. the fact that there are two different versions that people can listen to impacts it a little bit. Um, oh, I think it should be bejeweled. Best believe I'm still bejeweled when I walk in the room. I can still make the whole place shimmer. But something, something happened with Midnight's where the song, the single, absolutely hit, right. and and not a lot of other secondary songs like broke through in quite the same way. Even though the album itself 
is massive, massive, massive. And she is more massive, massive, popular, popular, massive, massive than ever. So maybe cool summer <laughs> Those are all will the fall same victim words. to the same Do you dynamic. Think you're using of, different adjectives there. Those are the I'm, same words. I'm doing it for emphasis. Or this is like when I was in middle school and I, and I would have a French paper due and it would have a certain word count. And tre, I would just tre, say that tre, something was like, bien. tre, 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 16. It's that much. What I'm saying is that we shall see, I suppose, if Cruel Summer ends up being more like a karma or if maybe we learn that there's in some ways some unfulfilled demand for another song to really pop, but just for some reason it, it didn't happen in quite the same way to other songs off of Midnight's. Yeah. Um, Antihero has streamed about 50% more than Cruel Summer has in obviously a much, much shorter period of time, which just tells you to right. your point what a rocket trip it's on. But I mean, Cruel Summer has streamed about as much as style, which is pretty interesting. Where does that go in the ultimate pantheon of because style must have streamed a ton? Yeah, three quarters. Of there's a billion. also there's more people on streaming services. Now there are more people str- on streaming then. services when Lover came out than there were when 1989 came That's out. That's right. And, and even though in theory the numbers should even out more and more and more the, yes. the longer of a tail, I think that still. Yeah, but blank matters. space, blank space has twice the streams that Cruel Summer does. And I'll write your name. So it's still an interesting measure of comparison. But, but whatever. if we believe, I like if we believe in this song, which I definitely do, and I feel that if it had been in the spot that me was in, it would have gone all the way. I feel comfortable. You know, I would put my money on. Taylor says jump. We say how high. Radio industry and the fact that jumps. she's telling us to jump for Cruel Summer is a pretty easy leap to make. But what does it mean for us to jump for Cruel Summer anyway? Isn't she saying radio stations, you better play this shit? And she's also saying call your radio fam, station and request call, it. But also go listen to it. Go straight. Like she, that was what she she could have spoken like that, right? When she was on stage in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Instead, what she said was, you know, you've all been streaming it so much. Thank you to those of you who have been streaming it so much. So I think that is the, that's the assignment when it really comes down to it. Okay. It's just that radio stations don't want us to stream it. They want us to listen to it on the radio so that they make well, money I, from the ads. Yes. yes. One would presume the hope is that there's a rising tide lifts all boats thing. Also, a cynic would maybe say that, you know, if it gets streamed way more, she gets paid more. Yeah. I think she's gonna give a little bit of a finer, more acute set of instructions this Friday in Minneapolis. That would make a lot of sense. That would make quite a bit of sense. Yeah. Can I rant for a sec? Uh, Yes, please, Nora. You know I love when you do. Pay apps are way too public. Uh oh, what happened? Okay, so some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history who I'm paying. Full names, it's super weird. Yeah, it is super weird. 
well, how are you going to pay your friends then? I'm asking for a friend. Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My question to you, since you were the one to bring up me. Was do you like, uh, I don't want to say believe because it's it's not that serious. This is a fun, silly thing. But when you hear her give that speech in Pittsburgh about, you know, that song was my pride and joy on that album. You talk before the album comes out about what should be singles. I was finally going to have my favorite song. Do you totally buy it? Do you hear? I'm trying to tell you guys that me wasn't my idea and I didn't (laughs) do it. That's what I hear. I (laughs) I hear all 50 tour buses. Beat, beat, backing up over somebody else who made the decision. Right, over who, though, is the thing. The label, Over what's-his-face? Panic at the Disco guy? <laughs> over Brandon Urie? Yeah. Well, for sure, he's got 18-wheel tire tracks over him. Yeah, he's never to be seen or heard from again. <laughs> thump, 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 thump. That's Brandon Urie under the tour bus all day. Yeah, I think she's trying to distance is herself Is Benjamin from Button the kitten in timeout? I don't. No. <laughs> Benjamin, blink twice if you need help. I don't know. But I do know that uh, she knows that this is a decision that goes down as being deeply less popular. And I don't think she's... I mean, the most interesting what if is if she's led with Cruel Summer, does that album just absolutely explode? And of course, Lover became a bigger hit or single than I think certainly I expected. And it, it did. It gave the album a ton of legs, but does it just go? Does that whole album just totally explode if she releases that song on April twenty sixth, twenty nineteen, instead of me? He he. It would have saved me a lot of conversations of of. Let's just wait till the album comes out. It's not that bad. It's kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah. It yeah. would have saved us all a lot of trouble. Oh, goodness gracious. I re- I wonder if she will ever go back to the chaotic first single ways. Like it, I hope not. It's f- not. Not after this. You just said it. I mean, she just unlocked it. When you put out the best song as the single, guess what happens? Your everybody listens explodes. to it. And everybody thinks that the rest of the album is really good. 
and they stack up the entire Billboard 100 in the, the top 10 with songs. Like, that's what happens. Can I use this conversation to exercise a take that I forgot to purge during the take purge? By all means. I love Cool Summer so much. I loved hearing it live. I don't like the thing she does where she stops before the bridge. All right, Jersey, we have arrived. Yeah, I mean, don't fuck with perfection. I agree. Yeah. Cruel Summer, like, Cruel Summer is not a long, it's what, it's like two and a half minutes long or whatever. And it is like, I mean, talk about getting hit by a bus, but in a great way, like a glitter sparkle bus of happiness for two and a half minutes. That's what happens when you listen to Cruel Summer. But then in the live version, you have to take this break to to remind people that the bridge is coming up. I know the bridge is coming. I know where the bridge is. Yeah. Needed to get that one off my chest. I think that's a good take. I mean, and she's using the explosion machines and stuff. So like, let's keep the energy rolling. But these are nitpicks. I mean, I think, you know, there's probably, there are probably a bunch of people who, who that genuinely does allow them to like, get ready to scream. You ready? And I'm glad that they're ready to scream because we should all be ready to scream. She's like warming up the gong. You have to like really hit it a little bit before you whack it. (laughs) She's warming up the gong. She's totally doing that. Oh, well, that's what she's doing now. That's what she's doing now, telling us to go, you know, hop, skip and jump and stream and call and whatever we're supposed to do that maybe we'll hear more about. Can I ask you something about the live show? Always. Uh, especially just because. What if it, I said no? What if it, I was just like, I'd no, like, don't cool, talk to me? Cool, cool. You're driving. Let's move on. This has been every single. Okay, just kidding. Yeah. Talk, <laughs> what's your question? <laughs> it's like it's like the 1975. It's like Maddie starting with his stupid ass controversial thing that then the band kicks into. It's not living anyway. Um, it's a good bit. I haven't said it, a lot of nice things about Maddie Healy lately. I'll, I'll I'll just I'll say this one. It's, it's a, a good, good bit. It's a good bit. Um. Aaron Dessner keeps showing up in all kinds of places on this tour. And he's also on tour with the national. So this past weekend, he showed up to play seven, which was super cool. I think you should come with me. We could be part. But like, what's the calculation there? Like, does he just like fly in when he's free? Why is he in the Berg? (laughs) Like he was in Tampa. He's in the Berg. He's like, what are we doing? What's up with Aaron Dessner? Are you trying to make scandalous implications? No, 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 in no way, shape or form. I just mean like, it seems to be so random. Like she's had a bunch of special guests, which are cool. Father's Day. But for Father's Day, wouldn't he want to be with his kids? Why would he want to fly to Pittsburgh and play seven? Oh, Pittsburgh's not that hard to get to. And also, because I don't know, I actually, I don't know how old Aaron Dessner's kids are and I don't know what their relationship is with is to Taylor Swift. But like, I don't know. If my dad went and played seven with Taylor Swift, I would probably think it was pretty cool. Well, yeah, okay. That's that's sort of a given. I just was curious, like, what the calculation you know is. When, I mean, like, I think you know some of really it is You know when really serious that- actors, you know when really serious actors, like, all of a sudden take a sharp left and do a weird superhero movie? 
and yes. you're like, what's going on? And then you realize it's just because their kids think it's cool. Like, maybe it's that. Mm. I don't think there's a lot of people saying no to Taylor Swift right now. Like, I, I don't think there's a lot of situations in which she's going to be like, hey, Aaron, can you, can you, you know, I'll, I'll send the plane. Can you get here and we'll do seven and and it'll be sort of a Father's Day thing and I'm going to give this little speech about it and different yeah. relationships Look, with parents and, uh, and whatever. And he's like, no, sorry. Don't got the time. Hard agree. And the National not playing at, at the moment. They were on tour for a while, came through here in LA. I, it just was, it, this is not, I just, it just was interesting. I think what it is at the end of the day is that some of those folklore songs are really hard to play <laughs> and they're his parts. Sure. And yeah. like the rhythmic part of it, I'm glad he's there. Let me be clear because I think it brings to life those songs. That's exactly how they were made. He sent her his hard drive. She wrote back very quickly with melodies and lyrics. That's the song. And so it's probably doesn't feel natural to her to actually be, you know, playing the piano parts or the guitar parts, especially because rhythmically they're actually difficult to sort of play and sing at the same time. So I'm glad he's there. I just, you know, do you think that she went through and sort of said, okay, I need you here and here and here and here and here? Or to your point, does she just call her up and say, hey, Air Taylor's landing in upstate New York in two hours. Hop on. I need you in the Berg tonight. Probably the latter. All right. Well, we'll see. I I think a lot of, I mean, one thing that I think is pretty cool about, about the tour is you do sort of realize that they do a fair bit of this on the fly. Like, of course, the majority of of the videos and all of the bells and whistles and, and everything that makes it just such a massive spectacle, of course, that's incredibly rehearsed and took an unbelievable amount of time to, to plan and execute. But the surprise songs, like one of the things that's most sort of joyful and fun to realize about it to me has been that it's kind of nice when she messes up. Yeah. Like it's kind of fun that she will go, Oh God, I practiced this today, but I'm forgetting this part. Like, uh, I'm going to go back and do it again. One, it gives you a little bit of a window into what a project this is. And right. Like she's not doing that song all the time. She has to just get up in the morning and be like, okay, let me, let me, let me rehearse the story of us for a little bit before I go do it tonight, but I think there's a fair bit of, you know, problem solving on the fly. They're introducing new outfits every once in a while beyond the the changes that happen on a night to night basis. And the question I think would be, you know, what happens if, if Aaron's not able to do that well they just figure it out i, I, I assume but i songs yeah, yeah yeah she's got plenty of songs i it, it's great i i like the mess ups too because it there is a i don't know that entire moment of the show is the most intimate part of the tour and yeah uh it's it's kind of cool to have her at least you know uh be a human being Totally. Is there anything else that's happened in this last week uh, in, during the summer of Taylor? I mean, the New York uh, paparazzi photographs have subsided a little bit. They have they? subsided. They have very much subsided. It is which noticeable. Is noticeable. There was also I I and we did not. We were not necessarily going to. You're going off the cuff here. I love it. Um, but you'll everyone will have to forgive me for not having this note in front of me. I think it was page six. 
there was an item about her maybe like canceling her membership at, um, I think Casa Cipriani, but maybe it was zero bond. One of the like members only clubs. It was then not like the, the place was like, no, she has not changed her membership status, but the driver behind it was like, she was mad about getting photographed um, right. in a place where you're not supposed to be able to do that. Right. So it's really slowed. Yeah. It is really slow. It seems like she sort of got that out of the system and heard the noise and now we're back to some quiet and some privacy. I do think like it's it's this does not this is I always try to be careful about how I say this because this could not possibly bother me less, but it is just further evidence that there are no accidents and when someone is seen that much If they're not actively trying to, they certainly don't care that they're going to be. (laughs) And when they're not seen, it's because they don't want to be. That's all. She thinks these things. Go stream Cruel Summer. Go stream Cruel Summer. Um, Nothing else really happened this week other than the very mysterious blinking J that lit up in a portion of the crowd on the wristbands at one of the Pittsburgh shows, both of the Pittsburgh shows, I think just one of them. It was purplish. A lot of J's in the past. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but I found it very curious. Certainly didn't happen at the show that I went to. Did that feel like conspiracy crowd or does that feel like something that's real? I mean, let's be clear. Your conspiracy theory that she's adding five vowels on all these letters in service of 1989, which is the fifth album, Taylor's All right, well, five O's in the Pittsburgh tweet. Five O's in a so... That feels... Just saying. Yes. When she... Again, when people tell you who they are, believe them. This is the kind of thing that she does. It is... It is... You are right. Are you talking about me or are you talking about Taylor? Both. 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 But you are right. That's what she's doing. So, fine. Are, are we looking at videos and breaking it down like it's the fucking Zapruder film of the Kennedy assassination to find, like, the shooter on the hill blinking a J? Or is there actually a blinking J? There's definitely a blinking J. And the way that those wristbands work, I believe, is that, like, it's not that they know that you in, you know section 122, row 14, seat J, are wearing wristband number 6,492. It's that there are signals being sent in certain ways to certain areas of the crowd and the wristbands receive them and whatever. In theory, that makes it possible to program so that something would do something like that. I don't know what it means. This one I have no read on. I just... That's what it was. It was a big blinking J in the back of the stands. We can't sit here and be like, it didn't happen. Is it a J for Jake? Is it a J for Joe? Is it a J for John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? I I don't know, but it was there. When I heard... The thing that's funny about the five O's and all of the, ni- the 1989 Taylor's version conspiracy theories is that we already believe that 1989 is imminent, is coming. Like I, I'm, you and I both are so on board with this already. 
prior to the tweet hints. So it's not as though the tweet hints are indicating anything that we don't already believe to be true. But I guess this is what she does. Down the rabbit hole anyway. Yeah, she's warming up the gong for 1989, as it were. Yeah, it's an absolute wink. Can I just tell you that um, when everybody said there was a flashing J or a blinking J, I I kept looking at the screen behind her because there were little red things on the side. And I thought people meant there was like a joint on screen. (laughs) And I thought it was like really going to reinforce my she smokes now take. You're smoking take. And so I spent a lot of time studying that film until I realized, oh, no, 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 no. It's the letter J. Okay. The J is for ganja. (laughs) Mary Jane. There you go. I was like, yeah, see, Nora, she smokes now. Anyway, that's the most exciting thing of the week. Again, I would say it's been somewhat quiet. This is very exciting that she's taking... uh, Cruel Summer to radio. And it it may be like the last dying gasp of a format. We're just going to see. There are all sorts of interesting (laughs) business implications. Do they roll over and just play it because they want to bring people back to radio? Do they do music industry weirdness and like fight it because they don't want to be told what to do? What does it actually mean? What does success look like? Let's have uh, a little bit more from Taylor about what it is she wants a fan base to do on Friday in Minneapolis. Yeah, well, I think we're going to get something. I think they're going to play it. I think they're going to do what she says. That's what I would do. I we're like to find out. Are you saying she's she's warming up the gong for the ultimate death of radio as a format? That's what she's doing. She's warming down right. the radio gong. All right. Well, on that note, this has been every single album. Summer of Taylor, volume three. It's in the books now. I'm Nora Princiati. As always, he is Nathan Hubbard. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Kaya McMullen for her excellent production on this episode, as always. 